0: This week, just how hard was it to install our solar and lithium battery system, and what can we get out of it? How can we camp with it? Plus, we have a question about x chocks and why we don't think that they should be labeled as Chocks. And Jason has a new shower story. <laughs> All that and more, this is the RV Miles Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who invite you to simply step outside this summer. With expert tips and advice, L.L. Bean can help you get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's a tip, set yourself up for easy backyard adventures by leaving a tote bag with the essentials right by the door, sunscreen, bug spray, and a few hats or pairs of sunglasses. Now you'll never need to search your house to find them. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number two hundred and thirty-seven of the RV Miles Podcast. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby, and we are two full-time travelers who have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since twenty sixteen. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things R V and outdoors from industry news, travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. You
0: know what I just realized? We're we're getting very close to five years of the RV Miles podcast. Whoa.
1: Whoa.
0: That's exciting. That's very exciting to me.
1: That feels old. That's like the longest I've done anything
0: for, <laughs> except going to school. And
1: maybe being married, Jason. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that's too. And having kids and <laughs> being a full-time RVer.
1: Uh, the, wow. Being a theater the list producer, being a off. line. It's been,
0: there's, there are many things that I've done longer than five years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But
1: podcasting to podcast for five years. <laughs> Does feel rather it does. impressive. It seems like a long time. Yeah, especially when we sort of, kind of, maybe every once in a while land it like an episode every seven days. Yeah, you know, yeah, in and around a week. <laughs> That's when we do this.
0: We got a question, and I've seen this question uh, quite often, so it came up uh, in a in a message to us, and I thought we should address it here mm-hmm. on the show today about X Chocks. X Chocks are a device that goes in between your tires. If you have two axles on a trailer, it it makes an X. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's an X-shaped thing. There's several different brands, but the popular brand is B-A-L or BAL. I don't know how they pronounce it, but uh, they're metal, and they can wrench down super tight uh, in between your two tires on an axle, and you put them on either side. And they're meant to help stabilize your trailer, to keep to get rid of some of that forward and backward motion out of the wiggling of your trailer, right? And people swear by them. People think they're fantastic. We use the cheap generic Mm -hmm. plastic yellow ones, Um, and they do help a little, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I notice when we don't have them. It depends. I think it depends on how high up we are. In this particular site, our back levelers are pretty high, which means the wheels are up a little high. Actually, our wheels are on blocks in this campsite mm-hmm. because it's pitched down so low. And I do think they've made a difference here. But we yeah. don't we don't get a lot of forward and back momentum anyway. It's more side to side.
1: Uh, I think you need to speak for yourself.
0: On that
1: <laughs> I think it really depends on where you are in the fifth wheel, depending on and also what people are doing, depending on how you feel. I mean, there are nights when i go to bed long before the rest of you and our bedroom is all the way at the very back of our saber 37 fll and y'all might be up in the living room still maybe you're playing some halo or whatever and i swear jay i feel like i'm on a boat back there oh i'm
0: with you i'm with you and that's
1: often when i'm yelling up to you guys Will you just sit still? <laughs> Look,
0: I feel it too when I'm in the bedroom and the kids are up there. But I do, I feel like in I... our particular trailer, it is more side to side.
1: Yeah. And I. front to back. I don't know, though, that the X chocks actually do anything to stop that. And I think the biggest takeaway from why we wanted to bring this up, because this is kind of what the question was about, and then also what we see a lot of other questions about, is these are not chocks.
0: Yeah, they really shouldn't be called no. chocks and and the companies that make them say do not use them as your only wheel chocks. Right. You need to have an actual wheel chock to keep your trailer from rolling. And I've seen fifth wheel owners not use chocks at all because they think that the the leveling jacks mm, are enough. Mm, you mm. absolutely need to have chocks with, with with a fifth wheel. I have seen plenty of the accidents online of people that didn't It's very important and the, the biggest reason the x chocks don't work for that is you really don't want to have them on until you've leveled the trailer and you want to take them off before you unlevel the trailer because yes. when you adjust the level, when you lift your trailer up. Um, or or bring it down, you're changing the distance between those tires. And that x chalk in there is either getting scrunched or it's getting looser inside there, which can damage it or could damage your tires or can just make it fall out and make it useless. So it's really important to not only put those in after you've leveled and take them out before you unlevel when you're going to hook up, but it's also very important to use standard wheel chocks. We just got our new wheel chocks in the mail finally. We've been,
1: finally.
0: We've been going around with the plastic yellow ones for a while with this trailer because with the old trailer, we gave that um, the person that bought it our wheel chocks.
1: Yeah, we wanted them to have to
0: go yeah, off into the camping world
1: already prepared.
0: Um, And yeah, and they were buying it that night and they were going to have to unhook that night. And, and they, they wanted they to camp to that out. weekend.
1: Yeah. And we were like, just, you know, here, take all these things that you need to camp this weekend that we will not need for several months because we were still waiting on our fifth wheel we still had about six weeks or so to go I think I don't actually remember when we sold it but we just wanted them to be able to go and safely camp and so we got rid of like all of that stuff and we ended up rebuying all of it but those rubber Wheel have been elusive, yeah,
0: and then so, they went
1: on sale. And I said, "Buy them all." So
0: now we got two sets. So basically, what we use are like you would see an, an airplane using on a uh, runway, right?
1: Yes, and if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna label what people do for a living out there, make sure you say, "I think it's runway
0: runway technician."
1: I. So we got a lot of heat for whatever oh, you originally that wrong? for whatever you originally called them on a reel, and I remember going and like looking it up because it was boy, people really oh, came well, out of the woodworks. I'm, I'm so, I, so I'm glad you love didn't to see know it. If it
0: is a different name, I thought it was runway technician, but I'll find out. Regardless,
1: I'm gonna look it up while you keep talking.
0: You, you feel like you're a runway technician when. You- but basically, they're, they're two triangular-shaped rubber blocks that are strung together on a rope. And we've got two sets of them, so we can use them on either side of the trailer. And they're very handy because you don't have to think about, like, which direction do we want the wheel shock to go on. Uh, you just put them around one wheel, and you're you're done on either side.
1: So it looks like it's actually airport line technician okay okay and they have a variety of jobs including guiding towing parking greeting and organizing aircrafts as they arrive and depart from an airport gate
0: sounds good it's a pretty awesome job technician
1: i think it's awesome i do
0: too i do too um so uh, we'll link to those in the in the description if you if you're interested in picking up the ones we use um we're we're big fans of them Mm -hmm. and always have been the plastic ones are terrible uh, we've talked about this before. You have to replace them because they expire. If you run over them, they explode. Even the very big fifth wheel ones, which we found out recently.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why we're down to one. So, oopsies.
0: Uh, speaking of our old trailer,
1: yes. Uh,
0: this just a little, just a little sneak preview of of the news video that's going out about the same time as yeah, as this podcast episode. You know that our pioneer trailer. Mm-hmm. We bought that for around twenty thousand dollars. It was listed we... for around twenty thousand dollars on the lot, right?
1: Something like that. It's a little yeah. bit more of a uh, detailed story, but for this, yeah. yeah so let's it, just leave it at it, that. It was yeah. listed
0: at. It was listed at nineteen nine nine nine. That and it was a twenty twenty that we bought in twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah. It the the twenty twenty model, not a new one. The 2020 used model mm-hmm. at dealership at the same dealership. As a matter of fact, I looked <laughs> it up at the same dealership is listed on their lot for over twenty eight thousand nope. dollars right now.
1: hard pass
0: for a hard three pass. year used trailer.
1: Nope, hard pass. This friends. is the,
0: this is the issue that, that is going on. People keep telling me that, oh, I'm seeing deals out there now. The trailer prices are coming way down. I'm seeing the deals. Yeah, you're seeing the deals. The MSRP on that trailer has gone up from like 32,000 to 41,000.
1: Yeah. MSRP no.
0: is through the roof. So when you get 30% off. So the new ones, okay? So we when we bought it it was listed for 19,99 new. The yes. new ones now, the 2022 models are listed for I think it was 36,000.
1: Don't get me wrong, our, you know, Ranger Gandalf Traily the second, really was a great trailer for that period of our lives, and we think very fondly of that pioneer. No, 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 hard pass. Thirty-six thousand dollars. I never would have entertained buying that. QB three hundred. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's no. When
0: we started looking, no. General and it's considered an entry level travel yeah, trailer absolutely. by the industry. And when we started looking, entry level travel travel trailers, ours was on the bigger side, mm-hmm. but they ranged generally between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars, maybe fifteen and, and twenty five.
1: Now, this dealer that we bought from we actually were able to negotiate our landing price, which ended up being 19.9 yeah. because we found it somewhere else within the area cheaper and they had to honor that. So, you know, if we're getting these numbers from this particular dealer, yeah. they do like, it seems to run a little bit high. So, you know, again, it's a really good case for if you find a trailer that you like, if you like, find an RV that you like, don't just settle at that one particular dealer if you have the option within a, a driving radius to look around at other dealers in that network because a lot of times they want to make that sale. They want to make that deal and they might just honor if you say, look, you either honor that price that I'm finding 500 miles away or I'm driving 500 miles to get that. Yeah. And even with gas prices the way they are, it is still worth it to drive 500 miles to get that RV for two to three thousand dollars, sometimes even more cheaper than what the dealer in your town is selling it for.
0: But the point that I wanted to make there, though, is that an entry level trailer
1: what, crazy. was was
0: bef- between fifteen and twenty thousand, and now it's between thirty and thirty five thousand. I
1: mean, Jay, we literally bought that three years ago this month in yeah. just a few days. Just three years ago, yeah, in just a few days, is going to be the anniversary yeah. of when we picked up when we picked up ranger gandalf
0: yeah so prices are they're they're still through the roof they have not as as much as people want to say they have they have not come down since last year trailer prices have come down about on average the auction price of a trailer has come down about two thousand dollars since exactly one year ago but motorhome prices are up something like like eight thousand dollars since a year ago today
1: wild it's just wild yeah
0: Anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, some of the upgrades that we have made to our RV for off-grid living, uh, essentially the electrical system. We're yeah, going to talk Yeah, we're our just solar talking system. solar
1: and batteries today. And
0: we've done other things for mm-hmm. off-grid living, but we're going to talk about our solar and, and battery system and uh, how the install went, what we did, what we got and what how it we does got it, <laughs>
1: how,
0: we got it for, how we got it is a very interesting part of this story.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been So we have been using it. We've been using it now for about nine months. We're kind of at the point now where we feel like we can really talk about what it's like. And then also sort of the things that we look to do and improve upon as we come into the fall, because we've mentioned this a few times, we are doing, I think, six to eight weeks back-to-back nonstop boondocking yeah so you know this is this summer we're kind of looking at a few things that we can do to ensure that that time uh does not have our children threatening uh to divorce us
0: (laughs) (laughs) emancipation i believe they call it we're gonna take a break and when we come back we'll cover all of that
1: we'll be right back
0: chances are you've seen them on the road That's because Blue Ox has been designing and manufacturing some of the best towing products in the industry. Blue Ox is everywhere, highways, campgrounds, anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Blue Ox produces award-winning tow bars and base plates, plus a full line of weight-distributing hitches and a new lineup of adjustable ball mounts. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com.
1: Okay, we are back. And before we dive into solar, I have just one really quick sort of business RV miles type announcement I want to make. And that is that we alluded to this last week. We have an event on the books officially contract has been signed for 2022 an rv miles meetup is happening y'all now we are not at the point where we are ready to announce everything and open up the reservations and that's simply because jason and i are incredibly busy right now and we have a very long stretch of travel coming next week that is going to keep us away from the computer and being able to kind of monitor that and make it make sure it goes smoothly. So that said, it gives you a little bit of time, if this is something you're really interested in possibly joining, to go over to rvmiles.com mailing list and join our mailing list if you haven't already. We are going to announce the event and also give those on our mailing list the opportunity to snag the very few spots that will be available for this event first before we announce it across the media, and also before we talk about it here on the podcast. So fall 2022, an RV Miles meetup is happening on the West Coast. If you can be a part of it, you want to go over and join our mailing list, you should join it anyway, because we always have some really interesting things going out to those on the list, but it is rvmiles.com slash mailing list
0: all right let's talk about our solar and lithium setup so we um there are lots of different ways that you can go about putting solar on an rv especially the newer ones there there are lots that come with solar prep which basically means they've put a little wiring in there that goes directly to your batteries and you can plug and play uh, a, a couple solar panels often the wiring is it's it's Thin wires, so you can only do so many watts of solar, right? So you can't put, like, 1,800 watts uh, of solar on on usually the wiring that comes from the factory. The Mm -hmm. Sabre came with a 50-watt panel on the roof, and now you're seeing a lot of that now, too, a lot of one panel that you can expand. So that's actually fairly easy to do, again, to the limitation of the wiring. You can add a few panels, and they just plug and play up there with each other. So I think the Sabre can go up to 400 watts, I think they told us at the factory, but we wanted a little bit more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. So we started looking for a a system to use and we knew I was really interested in doing the install myself. That is not something that I would recommend everybody do. I have a little bit of an electrical background, so I was comfortable um, figuring out everything even though i didn't know anything about solar or Mm -hmm. lithium batteries i was comfortable reading the directions and figuring all that sort of stuff out but if you're not you can absolutely go to an installer and have an installer do it Uh, often rv dealerships but better yet you can go to a a solar specialist company that can install you a system that's going to double your cost it's going Mm -hmm. to make a, a big difference uh depending on your RV setup but we wanted an all-in-one system because I was going to install it myself and uh, I, I didn't want it to be super, super complicated. Right. I, we didn't have, a, we were also installing this on the road too, which is yeah, a we big were part of it. Yeah, we were
1: pressed for time. And then last year when we started discussing this prior to getting the fifth wheel, we actually started discussing this with Go Power. They had reached out to us and through them, we put this relationship together of putting a package together that was going to work for the fifth wheel. So before we dive into this, we do want to say that GoPower did provide with the solar and lithium batteries in exchange for the content that we do, like this podcast. Mm -hmm. But... But but
0: anything we say here applies to whatever solar that you purchase. uh, And
1: it's 100% our true opinion on this. We've been using it for nine months now. We didn't just install it and then want to sing its praises. So we really wanted to kind of work this solar and work these batteries a little bit before we shared how this has been working for us. So I just want to get that out on the table. Let's move forward. Though. So
0: the f- the first thing is we made the arrangement for this system to be delivered to us Wow. While- <sighs> Uh, while we were sort of stationary for a bit with family. Uh, But as everything has been over the last couple of years, and particularly last year, there were just delays and delays and delays Mm -hmm. on on, uh, getting stuff. So
1: Understandable. Yeah, absolutely understandable.
0: The whole thing was, though, we were going to have a period of boondocking (laughs) right after we got back on the road. So we actually did that without all the solar.
1: Yeah, which Um, I think was actually kind of nice and kind of fun to just boondock with what the rig came with it was totally doable for a very short period of time but we were we were at the
0: rv entrepreneur summit in uh in montrose colorado which is actually happening again this year if you want to check that out it was a great time and i believe we're going to be at it again this year we'll also try to announce that when that's official um we we got a 200 pound crate
1: oh my gosh. delivered
0: was... to, to the campground
1: yes and they were so gracious <laughs> Heath and Alyssa were so gracious about it but here comes this giant you know freight truck to deliver this big old solar setup to us and in the middle of you know the RV entrepreneur summit and this thing was a beast like Jason said it was 200
0: And that didn't include the batteries. The batteries we were still going to have to wait a bit on. So that included three solar panels. So we got uh, their Solar Extreme Kit, which comes with three uh, 190-watt solar panels. So total of 570 watts. And it comes with a 3,000-watt whole house inverter charger. And we'll talk about what that means in a minute. And some of the accessories that come come with that, including uh, the solar charger and a remote for... The inverter charger and all the cables and hardware and fuses and stuff that you need it was pretty much everything that you need in the kit uh except for you know i had to get some uh i had to get some roof sealant and stuff like that yeah but but, some screws but for the most part it was it was pretty much everything i needed in order to install that so we didn't have the lithium batteries yet um i we're in the middle of this big event i didn't want to really do a full install yet i was trying to figure out when and where i was going to do that but we had these big solar panels that needed to be stored somewhere yeah they had to get on the
1: roof (laughs) so they had to get get on on the roof roof.
0: they had to get on the roof borrowing some some sealant and screws and stuff i was able to uh, get the three panels up on the roof and i i got them wired i did because again the saber was wired to go up to about 400 watts i did have to run my own wiring um, so during this event I ran uh, the wiring from the panels to the to where the batteries were going to go and I installed the three panels okay
1: and it was also I think like 93 degrees hot. and we were in a completely open dirt field this whole time so it was really quite ideal conditions for being up on the roof and installing
0: (laughs) now i'm not scared about drilling holes in the rv about screwing stuff into the roof about cutting a hole for wires to run through cutting a hole for a composting toilet his
1: wife is though but
0: i i i I understand (laughs) the fear behind all of that and there is a little bit of fear of like you know the measure twice cut once sort of mentality but depending on your rv putting solar panels on the roof it could be easier or it could be harder. You might already have a port up there that wires can run through. Um, You might be able to just pull the wiring that's already there and replace it with other wiring. The way the saber was set up, I did need to cut a new hole, but I did have a convenient point to do that where in our kitchen there is a, uh, there's a post that runs vertically over our sort of coffee bar area. And it's where all the wiring comes down behind that post for uh, all the control panels and stuff anyway so I was able to run wiring down that uh, which was then easy to get into the pass-through area where the batteries were going to be mm-hmm. um, so while we were at this vent, I ran those wires and I installed those three panels and I did not connect them to our, our batteries until we were able to get batteries. We then got the batteries delivered to us during the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, yes. so another set of nine <laughs> days of boondocking, and they acted yeah. as our uh, our sort of living room coffee table for a, a, f- for a good while.
1: <laughs> I forgot all about this. As you were talking, I was thinking to myself, when we didn't get the batteries? When did we get the batteries? And now that you're saying this, I remember... Oh yeah, those batteries were sitting in the living room, real Pitas for several weeks. They yep, they
0: are they are very big um, and
1: heavy. So very it, heavy. They're
0: well, they're a little. Or, they're about the same weight yeah. as a normal. So uh, the lithium lithium batteries are generally lighter than the lead acid batteries, but because these were two two hundred and fifty amp hour mm-hmm. uh, lithium ion batteries also from go power their sun cycle brand batteries um they're they're you know so we got 500 amp hours worth of batteries so they're in, often you'll buy them in 100 amp hour capacities and and wire them together so you would have five batteries to match our two big batteries so the cool thing though about lithium batteries is that they um they don't need to be vented to the outside so that is an issue with lead acid batteries is that they uh they off gas and it's poisonous so you don't want to have them inside right Mm -hmm. also they can from time to time explode if they get really uh if, if if they're not taken care of when people don't maintain them with distilled water uh and they dry out they have a tendency to to go boom they don't they won't like explode your rv but they'll
1: go boom they'll
0: they'll pop you know they'll pop and spray battery acid so lead acid batteries cannot be indoors but lithium ion batteries can so what we did was removed our batteries our lead acid batteries from the front compartment where they are in a lot of fifth wheels and we're able to make that all storage Mm -hmm. and then we put the two lithium ion batteries in the pass-through which dramatically cut down the storage in the pass-through, but it was, you know, it was a net yeah. uh, uh, wash. Uh, I, but I have seen people put them under their bed, stuff like that. It just depends on what your setup is. If the no wiring if, of it
1: all. And, yeah.
0: If we had a f- front bedroom, that kind of thing would be possible. With a rear bedroom, it's really not because you do want to have everything be pretty close to each other. It's important that the inverter charger be as close as possible to the batteries uh, without being next to them. So, uh, Go Power wants you to have them in a, a separate space, uh, but they they do. You do want those cables to be as short as possible. The okay. shorter they are, the more efficient the whole system is. Right. So we try to keep it all together in in that sort of front area. Um, so over the course of many weeks we we, we pieced <laughs> together the system and, and finally got everything in and working uh at the same time. Yeah. And have been using it since. So we have uh So
1: let's let's just really quick talk about just to make sure yep. we say so we have five hundred and seventy Watts of solar Mm -hmm. up on the roof, and then we have two 250-amp lithium batteries, so for a total of 500 amp hours possible. So that is our complete and total setup. We did have to... Now, you might be asking, but Abby, what about that 50-amp that you just mentioned that was already on your rig? We're not using that at the moment. Yeah,
0: I could could combine it into it, Mm -hmm. but I can't figure out, and I haven't really taken the time to figure out, how to... Get it off. <laughs> so the connections are underneath it. Yeah. With with the other ones, I just unscrew them with the ones I added on. Right. But the connections are all underneath this one, and I can't figure out how it, yeah, to get it, it, without, it. Without unscrewing the panel off the roof and removing it entirely, connecting it in is, is a challenge.
1: And so. it's just not been something that we desperately needed and obviously as you can tell we were more of the tortoise and not the hare when it came to putting the solar together so we do have that on the list of something to do though before the fall rolls around yeah well
0: i guess in general we can we can sort of start by saying uh, how it's worked for us and how, how we use it that the we generally feel that We need more solar panels to match the battery capacity that we have. Yes. Uh, We want to be able to recover what we use in a day a little bit better from the sun, a little bit better than we are at the moment.
1: Yeah. And so this is after doing this is how we feel now after not only doing some shorter boondocking trips but then doing we've had a couple where we've been for five six seven days the most recent being one that we just did when we were in Florida we boondocked I think for seven or eight nights total it was actually my favorite camping that we did in all of Florida but we did realize that our consumption to recovery ratio was not as um evenly matched as we needed it to be and yes we have a whole house inverter so everything can be run uh, yeah so microwave the you know, all the tvs the lights even the air conditioner to some extent and you know we just uh not that we were aggressively using these things but even just the few times that we did especially like a microwave well that's just gonna that's just gonna take a lot
0: and a lot of people won't do a whole house inverter so the whole house inverter means that all the power goes through that so that is that is put in line between the power that comes in from the campground and the rest of the rv so it will power like abby said absolutely everything in the rv which is a benefit, but it is also a downfall. So yeah. one of the things that people often will forget is, and we have forgot we is forgot. that our electric water heater might be on when we go to leave on a travel day, which means that that is drawing from the inverter. Abby's got a a bumblebee. It.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Um, things like that. And, and, and that's great that we have the option to use certain things like that. But generally, you don't want to use an electric water heater, uh, an electric fireplace. Yes. Um, no. Microwave is a little different because you're using it for short periods of time often. Mm-hmm. So like if you want to put um, uh, something in the microwave for a minute to heat it up, we can do that. Which Absolutely.
1: Is great. Which was a benefit to have that. I mean, it's nice to be able to make coffee in the morning and use the coffee pot you know it was nice uh and we did at night you know jason and i after the kids would go to bed jason and i would go to bed and jason and i would watch a movie in our bedroom because we could we could turn the the tv on and we could have the internet going and do all that i mean it these are you know really nice benefits to have to the whole house inverter but it also requires you to be very very mindful uh, especially when you know like you said we don't feel like our our battery to solar right now is is equally matched. Yeah,
0: and, and there are a couple other options that people have. Um, one being to have no inverter at all, which or to just leave your inverter off if you have it, whatever. Uh, but you can you can just have the solar system charge your batteries. That's mm-hmm. what solar power is. It is a form of battery charging, right? So it's not directly running stuff. It is it is charging your batteries so if you want to camp like you would without an inverter a lot of people don't have inverter we didn't have an inverter in Mm -hmm. our last rv you can just use the dc system now in our rv i think the fridge is the is the main thing that concerns a lot of people if you've got a residential fridge then that needs to be inverter powered if you've got a dc fridge then that can be powered off of the battery system if you've got a propane 110 fridge then you can run it off of propane which is the easiest thing to do for boondocking but so we have the dc fridge we could have gone without an inverter at all and then we would just be able to use our lights um, our refrigerator and the furnace stuff like that off of the the batteries the inverter allows us to use anything that plugs into an outlet
1: yeah and Speaking for us, just for us as RVers and full timers and with our kids and the amount of work and school and just downtime that we like to have, the whole house inverter is really what has made, I think, boondocking for us a little bit more successful or enjoyable. And Jason and I have always enjoyed it, but I think it's really nice for the boys, especially when we do really really long stretches, not just a weekend out, but you know, we're doing a week, 2 weeks, 6 weeks that they can still have some things that Feel like home. They can still play Minecraft. If they want to play Minecraft, they can keep their devices charged without having to, you know, battle over just, you know, one of the outlets. So it's for us, it just makes sense. It's nice to tuck in sometimes at the end of the night and watch a movie.
0: Yeah. So the big thing with solar is really managing your expectations and knowing what you're getting. I Mm -hmm. see a lot of people posting online when somebody's asking a question about figuring out the size of a solar system. They say, well, measure how much power you use in a day and then size it to that. Well, yeah, that system's going to cost you $40,000.
1: Yeah, and honestly, that's not how we don't operate like that when we're boondocking. Right. I think the vibe is very very different. We don't tend to when we're boondocking it tends to be a little bit quieter, it tends to be more remote. We don't fire every light up in the house. Like we don't it's it's not the same vibe. Yeah,
0: and you don't use those heavy power draw things you're not going right. to be using a hairdryer you're not going to be i mean i could if i wanted to but <laughs> you're you're not going to be again using the electric water heater yeah. or the electric furnace you're going we to be... will be
1: using the blender
0: <laughs> you're going to be conserving <laughs> your power but now there are people that have gone out and spent
1: yeah
0: you know 20 30 forty thousand on a system that can really run an air conditioner or two all day long and they never have to be powered on the grid. And and that's great. And that, that might be something that we want to do someday. And there are people that have done it for less money too that are really good at sort of cobbling a system together on their own. Yeah. But that's not going to be most people. Most people just need to have an expectation of what solar can do and yeah. um, and sort of be able to judge the cost of it based on that.
1: I would also caution going into it with the mindset that it's going to be an immediate return on your investment mm-hmm. so you know you're talking about thousands of dollars to do this even just sort of you know what we have is going to cost thousands of dollars to do and that is not going to some be something you are going to immediately recoup because you went and boondocked for four months one of the things i think that's really nice and why i don't personally really want to do a system that would allow us to do everything is because I do really still believe in the idea that boondocking does allow us to unplug a lot more than we do when we're at a private campground or even at a state or federal campground. Boondocking truly allows us to unplug and allows us to get to places that are more remote and quiet and removed from the day to day. So when I go to those places, I very much appreciate having these batteries we have, having the solar that we have. And you don't but need
0: to... Like, I don't
1: need it to be like I'm at a private campground. Exactly.
0: And and you don't need to replace the need for a, a generator. Like We still carry a generator. Yes. We use it less.
1: But we still have to use we it from time to time. We still use it from
0: time to time. One of the things that's cool about this system is that inverter charger... Um, it does what's called a generator boost. So we can actually run one of our air conditioners off of a very small generator, where before we needed a big one, uh, because it will it will add on power from the batteries to the generator when it's needed for that sort of startup voltage. And we also put a, a soft start on, on the, the main air conditioner so that we are able to do that. Little stuff like that makes a big difference Mm -hmm. without you spending, again, that $40,000.
1: Yes. So we have been very happy with our GoPower system. We've been very happy with uh, the installation. We were very happy with uh, working with the company. And we thank them for wanting to partner with us on this and giving us an opportunity to test the system out. Now, before we wrap this up, I do, one of the things that we did talk about and alluded to at the top of this conversation was that we want to build this a little bit more. Yeah. And do you want to just talk really quickly about what we're thinking we want to do?
0: Well, I, I I think we probably want to double the amount of solar yeah cells that are on our roof. I think that's really where we're coming down. That I think we, that's
1: where you're really at right now. That would I, be
0: really convenient for. I
1: was thinking maybe half that. Yeah,
0: but, but you know, <laughs> if I'm going to be up there and, and rewiring stuff, I mean, and the Fair cost, is, the Fair panel enough. panels themselves are not that expensive mm-hmm. um you're looking at about a dollar per watt or so okay. so a hundred watt panel which i don't I, I don't think anybody should buy a hundred watt panel um or, or at least if you're buying multiples if you're buying just a 100 watt panel it's not going to do much for you but go ahead but if, instead of buying two 100 watt, watt panels you're better off buying a single 200 watt panel right sure So what I would do is just duplicate the three panels that we have up there, or get, or maybe get two 200 watt panels, or. Or whatever it might be, I think that's probably add on probably, that little
1: fifty watt up yeah, there too. To go, maybe,
0: <laughs> or I might pull that and just get it out of the way for a yeah. bigger panel. Yeah, um,
1: but we do not have plans to add yeah. any more battery. Yeah, to... well,
0: and so that's the other thing that Uh-oh. I wanted to say is that the batteries. No, the the, oh, okay. the batteries have come down in price too. <laughs> yes, lithium batteries are very expensive, so we could have done this system um, without lithium batteries and we're very thankful that that go power sent us those two lithium batteries but they were the most expensive cost Mm -hmm. here right when we got this system the system itself was uh with the 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 panels and the the inverter charger and all the control panels and bits and pieces that go with that was about four thousand dollars and the batteries were 2500 each Mm -hmm. the batteries have come down now to two thousand dollars each um, and you'll find, I think, across the board that lithium batteries have come down in price. It's one of the few things in the world that is actually getting better price-wise. But lithium batteries are very expensive. So we could have done this this system uh, by keeping some lead-acid batteries. You, you can't discharge them as low. Um, they're heavier, and you would need a whole lot more and all that sort of stuff in order to— get the same uh, system capacity. But as a start, that can be one way to go about it without doing the lithium upgrade because that is a big expense.
1: So if you have any further questions for us about our solar system, the best place to ask that is to head over to the RV Miles Facebook group if you're a member there or join if you're not, and then just tag us in the question. When you tag us, that will alert us that someone would like to speak to us and then we can come over and answer them. Uh, We will link in the video description for this, um, everything that we use, as well as the podcast description as well. But that is it, that is our solar.
0: All right, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about our tank levels and I I've got I think this is the third shower story I've sh- I've shared on the podcast. So
1: I don't know it yet either. He wouldn't tell me. <laughs> we'll be right so, back. We'll be right back. Are you headed to a national park this summer? Then you want to make sure to add the Park Wolf app for iPhone to your list of resources. Park Wolf's Wildlife Finder makes finding any wildlife species super easy. Park Wolf gives you heat mats and charts of the best places and time to find any species of wildlife in that park. Park Wolf also includes a free drive GPS explorer showing upcoming places in the park along with distances to the nearest gas station, restrooms, food and pullover points. Download Park Wolf for iPhone from the Apple App Store and start making the most of your national park visit today.
0: I'm actually very excited now that I oh, we have a new camera we've I've we've been using recently. Perhaps you've noticed our videos are looking a little crisper. Um, but I also have this really cool wildlife lens and I'm very excited about shooting some wildlife in some national parks. So I'm very excited about using the Park Wolf app to find the best opportunities to find wildlife. I think that is such a cool feature that you really can't find anywhere else.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic app for those who are looking for the ultimate wildlife experience when they're in the park. All right. It is time to check the level of our tanks. We're gonna have you go first this week, Jason, since you've just got such a story to tell. Well
0: now I'm afraid that I'm overselling it here, but I do <laughs> I think don't this think is you are. I do think this is the third shower story. The embarrassing yeah. shower story that I, I've shared on the podcast. Well, it's not so much embarrassing if, if I don't talk about it, but
1: Yeah. Well also I think this story has to include the
0: Oh yeah, tag on about oh, yeah. our friend. Oh yeah, so Josh okay. So Winter, here's, here's so. the deal. So I go up to the bathhouse here. We're we're staying at a, a county park, uh, and I it has a the bathhouses are are very nice, new looking inside.
1: Yeah, and this is a state park, actually, not a county oh, park.
0: Excuse me, it's just a state I,
1: park. just letting you know, it's a state park.
0: So I'm, I go into the bathhouse to take a shower, and they're very nice tiled floor showers and and stuff like that. And I walk into the stall. Yeah. And you know this is one of those bathhouses where they have sort of a, a wall that doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling, and they have the the showers on one side and yes. the the toilets on the other side, yes. right? So I start hearing our friend Josh Winter's voice, <laughs> Josh the RV nerd on YouTube, if you're familiar. <laughs> and I realize there's a guy sitting on the toilet watching <laughs> our buddy Josh, Josh Winters. On his phone. And I now, I, I'm... I'm also keenly aware that we, we share quite a bit of audience. <laughs> so that the person that was was in that bathhouse might be listening to this. So I'm uh, good on you, I, sir. Yeah, Not listen. making fun of you. No, 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 but I, it was very weird to hear Joshy's voice.
1: Did you just call him Joshy? <sighs> yeah,
0: Uncle Joshy. Uncle Josh. It was very weird to hear his voice and, and we, but then it was I, I had to I had to share it with him and he found I, it very funny.
1: Uh, we have a, a little messenger thread with him and the first thing I could be was like, dude you are famous. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is the moment when you know, like, when someone will literally give up their precious alone time to watch your video that that is that's the creme de la creme for every content creator i'm just saying so that is not however what led to the wet clothes no so all you know you, all you yes. know is
0: that i came back with a bunch of wet clothes yes. well here's what happened so i walk into the shower stall and it's, it's sort of separated with like you know the clothes changing area and the shower stall right. itself however the whole <laughs> thing is kind of small regardless okay. i i take my soap To go put into the stall on the little shelf they have in the stall, right? Uh You know, as you do. Uh And I go in there and I get sprayed with a ton of water. Really great water pressure in the shower. Because the showers have motion detection Uh activation. (laughs) Just like you would in a sink in a a bathroom. I have... Six years on the road i've never seen that before ever
1: that's so fancy
0: uh sure, if you know it's there if
1: you're not
0: if, you walk if you're walking're cl- into a, if you're dressed dressed not... in your clothes <laughs> it's not so great and oh, then so then I geez. take my shower and the shower's nice and warm and i'm I'm you know if the shower's on the whole time because it's motion activated <laughs> and I'm in there, but then I get out to dry off and like I said, it's a very small area. And anytime the towel sort of like whips around, <laughs> it sets it off again.
1: You have to get more compact with your movement. I
0: was trying. I was trying. <laughs> I don't know that this was the greatest oh, idea. I, I don't. I think, I mean, well, you don't want to, I guess you don't want to touch things or whatever, But it, I, or you don't want somebody leaving a shower on. Okay. I get that. Uh, okay, it's listen. definitely better than the push buttons. Yes. Uh, those awful push button That's ones stay on
1: for 15 seconds. Yes. Uh, yes.
0: However, this was strange. A- also, the bathroom—they have, it, like I said, very nice, clean, brand new bathhouse. Uh, but as in like typical state park fashion, you know, the the state park employees are often on their own to figure things out when when something wasn't done right. Right. So it it seems like nobody installed soap dispensers in this bathroom so what they've done is made a post like a fence post oh, with, saw that. with feet on oh, on the floor guess. and then screwed a soap dispenser to yes, it and yes. they ran a chain to the rafters in the ceiling with a padlock to keep people, people from, from stealing it yeah, apparently the
1: ladies restroom has that
0: as well very um, very funny but uh but yeah bath uh well, shower house with motion detection showers is a, is a new one for me.
1: Motion detection and uh, Josh the RV nerd all <laughs> in one shower. Interesting. All right. What is in your. <laughs> it's just the, that sentence. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week?
0: Uh, my fresh tank this week is uh, is what's happening in the RV industry. And again, this is something that is it, it the thrust of this week's news episode, um, which will be out on YouTube and, uh, and as on, a podcast, on the podcast feed so as well. Don't even have to it, go over to YouTube again. Is that the RV industry is slowing down production a little bit? Thank goodness. Uh, last year, they made 600,000 RVs. This year, they were expected to make 600,000 RVs again estimates have been revised down to five hundred and fifty thousand rvs i'm here so it's for a, that it's a big reduction it will still be the second biggest year of production in the rv industry ever but it does seem like there was this pace that was was not sustainable happening sales are still very very high there are still lots and lots of buyers like we were talking about earlier about the price of our RV, that that's... is uh, some of that is is driven by the pressures of inflation and the cost of labor and all that sort of stuff but most of it is just market it's just that's what people are willing to pay so yeah. that's the market price of these units people are are buying them so it is nice though that the industry is slowing down a little bit hopefully spending some more time getting back to normal, maybe beginning to focus on quality again a little bit. Just before the pandemic hit, I don't know how many people remember this, but we talked quite a bit extensively, really, about how the industry was really, a lot of the different manufacturers were were really realizing that quality was a big concern mm-hmm. of of new buyers and were beginning to focus on it. They were building... These new quality control facilities, they were putting in new systems like rain bays and stuff to test uh, every unit. There was a lot going into that just before the pandemic hit. And not a lot of people remember, too, that when the pandemic hit... It wasn't this instant boom in RV sales no the very first thing was an instant massive drop in RV sales for about two months
1: yeah everything froze and
0: not only did people stop buying them the dealers canceled tons of orders Mm -hmm. the RV industry laid off a ton of people and then they had to go back and get those people and (laughs) Those orders had to be put back in and all that sort of stuff and and it took it that, that really set them back quite a bit so uh, there was a lot of cuts that were happening during that that short period so i'm very hopeful that going forward and there um, don't get me wrong there's some manufacturers that have been putting out quality that have there are some that did not change a thing over these past two and a half years That have sold the same amount of units as they have the thing i like to share with people when when they say that oh all the dealer lots are packed now with rvs so why are the prices still high well the RVs that are on those lots are the ones that were they were able to manufacture the fastest. And remember, mm-hmm. there are a lot of companies. There's not one company, though there's not one industry that makes all the decisions. They're all competing with each other. So, some manufacturers are only able to do what they can. Some are working hard to fill the gap and get as many to those dealerships as possible, and often those are the quickest, cheapest made units. And that's why we see trailer prices evening out a bit and motor price motor home prices is still so high because motor homes take a lot more time to build and there's also the chip shortages and chassis shortages and all that sort of stuff so right. some changes happening here going forward in the rv industry and that is my fresh tank
1: all righty then
0: what is in your black tank this week
1: so uh my black tank this week i want to discuss this but i want to frame it as it is not a discussion or reflection upon this person that we're going to talk about. Uh, It is not a reflection on what happened to this person because what happened was an absolute tragedy. And I am not here to comment on that. Uh, A lot of you are aware and have shared the story of the young woman who lost her life recently uh, when she was attacked by a bison. And so this horribly unfortunate Story. And the reason why I wanted to just bring it up on the show this week is we're coming into a v- camping season is here. We're all out. It's very, very busy. We are out. The wildlife is out. And they uh, really, really, really like social distancing. They are not at all a fan of us invading their space. And so uh, this unfortunate woman, um, got too close to a bison in Yellowstone and the female bison charged through her quite a distance into the air and she lost her life.
0: I, I think people, you know, as much as we talk about it, as much as it's shared in like national park, Facebook groups and stuff like that, what percentage of people that go to a place like Yellowstone, Have not heard any of that. I would imagine it's it's the vast majority, and they don't they see a bison lumbering around, walking on the roads like it's a cow, and
1: well, don't even get in a cow's space. I mean, (laughs) a bison
0: can run like thirty some miles an hour. Yeah, they are so powerful and big and strong.
1: They are they are majestic creatures, and they must 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 respected all wildlife there's a reason why we call them wild life okay they they do not have the ability to have a conversation with us uh, they have signals that they can give us when we are in their space and we need to be mindful of that but they're not going to stop and be like hey yo dude I need you to be like 200 feet that way
0: yeah and, and, you, you, and whether or not you're you are you've been struck by a bison or not, Mm -hmm. you can get severe fines and a lot of people have for um, getting too close to them.
1: Yeah. And so just you know, as a reminder, um this season as you're out exploring our beautiful public lands, our beautiful country, uh please, 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 if you see wildlife on the side of the road Inside public spaces because those bison, they come right to Old Faithful. They're there. They are because we are in their home. Yeah. Okay. So just please, for yourself, for the little ones that you're with, just really as much and as awesome as it might feel to stand close to such a giant, please don't do it. Please don't do it it's not worth your life or the life of someone that you're with
0: let's uh let's bring it home with something more positive what's in your fresh yeah
1: so i want to give we got this uh press release earlier this week and i just i want to give a shout out to our friends over at road trippers road trippers is a road trip planning app or road trip planning website that we have been using since the day we got on the road even before we got on the road actually and it's got a wealth of our travels in it. We absolutely love road trippers. Y'all know this. They were the unending sponsor of the Sea America podcast when that was still being produced. And they just celebrated a huge milestone. I mean, enormous. They just crossed 35 million trips and 24 billion miles planned through road trippers. I think that that is just incredible. And I just wanted to celebrate that. That is quite the accomplishment when we have yeah. so many ways that we can plan our travels these days. They
0: also announced something else recently is that they are now integrated with Yelp.
1: Oh, that's so right. So
0: when you search for stuff on what's cool about road trippers, if you haven't used it, it's very visual and mm-hmm. very easy. You just put in the different places that you want to go. And then you can say, I want to find X, a national park, a restaurant, a campground yeah. within five miles of my route, within 10 miles of my route, within 15 miles of my route. So it will show that it sort of expands the the width from your route so that you can maybe find a stop to add on to your road trip, yeah. which is great. You know, point A, you know, point B, and you want to plan some stuff in the middle. It yeah. is so good for that. And now... You can see yelp reviews of some of these places at the same time and cool.
1: i just started our 2023 map to uh, believe it or not i've already started our 2023 map to plan out where we're going to be next year so congratulations road trippers we are really happy for y'all we're glad you're not going anywhere anytime soon because i need you
0: and so. i know a lot of you have <laughs> s- have have downloaded the togo app and have signed up for the uh the the road pass pro membership uh because we talk about it as our advertiser each week on on the The news news episodes Mm -hmm. Uh, you have if you have signed up for road pass pro you have free unlimited access to road trippers road trippers is free to use in the first place uh, up to i think seven destination points but you get unlimited waypoints if you are a member of Roadpack. Yeah, Pro. and
1: one of these days I will get around to making all of our maps public because yeah. we get asked that a lot and it's just something I I haven't sat down and actually done. But one of these days I'll get around to doing it and then you can go in and you can see how we've been using it for the last 8 years, I think. <laughs>
0: All right. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. All
1: right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. It is such a pleasure to be able to sit down with you and talk about everything that is happening in the world of RVing. Again, as a reminder, if you have any questions, anything you want to talk about with Jason and I, the best place to do that is in the RV Miles Facebook group. If you want to know about the upcoming meetup this fall, you're going to want to go over to rvmiles.com. slash mailing list and get on our mailing list. And then finally, if you've been watching this, you've probably noticed there's a lot of RV Miles merchandise floating around in this video right now. Even if you're not watching it, just imagine RV Miles merchandise floating, including what might soon be the old RV Miles logo. Just as long if I keep saying this every single week. That, I'm it, get it, it done. Yes, every week I'm gonna keep saying it. Just like the new RV Miles website. So many you things. Find me
0: some free time and yes, we're good to go. I
1: I will. I'll just go get my magic I don't know, magic whatever I have to find that free time. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to get a hold of some of this RV Miles merchandise for your camping season, then you want to go to merch.com rvmiles.com we will link everything in the podcast show notes and in the description for the video all right that's it thank you all so much for joining us enjoy your camping season please stay safe respect the wildlife and keep logging those rv miles bye everybody